always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration. Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to remind you there's a blessing in seeking God first. Yesterday, I was looking at a wedding photo. It was a picture of our three-layered white and gold cake sitting on a linen-covered table at the reception hall. Instantly, I was transported back to January 1998, our wedding day. Kenya and I were so pleased with the way the cake turned out. The first time we met with our baker, we both fell in love with the elaborate design we saw in the photo album handed to us. It had a lighted fountain in the middle, stairs, and enough room for figurines representing our entire bridal party. The baker had several large books to thumb through, so he gave us plenty of options, but we didn't even need them. Kenya and I saw our dream cake after only a few minutes of turning pages in the very first album. We knew that that was the one. Well, if the price was right, because we were on a tight budget. And it just so happened that the number was spot on. We were ecstatic to learn that the one we had our hearts set on fit our pretty much non-existent budget. On our special day during the cake cutting ceremony, Kenya and I were in awe of its beauty. It was so delicious too. Before leaving the hall, we made sure our coordinator remembered to preserve the top tier of the cake for us. But we never saw any more of that cake after that day. Why? Well, turns out, The family member entrusted to keep it, took it home, and ate it. When we first found out about it, Kenya and I were sorely disappointed, but then we just laughed it off. We had never heard in all of our lives of someone's family eating all their wedding cake from them. After the shock and giggles wore off, we shrugged it off. It was such a happy time in our lives that we didn't want to ruin it by sulking over something we couldn't change. What we shared, true love, was much more valuable than a cake. We had each other and a whole life to look forward to. Now, 18 years later, we're still going strong. Besides, that family member felt awful and apologized profusely. They misunderstood our coordinator's instructions and thought the cake was theirs to keep. Losing our cake wasn't the best thing, to be sure, but it also wasn't the worst. There are far more important things one can lose, right? Take Israel in 1 Samuel 5, for example. We see in this chapter that God's people were defeated by the Philistines who stole the Ark of the Covenant, which symbolized God's holy presence guiding his people. Now that was devastating. Unfortunately, Israel caused their own loss by forsaking their loyalty to the Lord and serving false idols. Because of their disobedience, Even though they had the outward symbol of God's presence, the ark, their fellowship with him was broken. Therefore, the Israelites had no power. The Philistines were able to take the ark to a city called Ashdod, leaving the Israelites absolutely stunned and utterly discouraged. After stealing the ark, the Philistines placed it in their temple right next to a false god, Dagon. They foolishly believed that Dagon, which was half man, half fish, had the power to grant worshipers fertility and agricultural abundance. Though Israel was in trouble with God, still the Lord refused to allow their enemies to go unpunished. The God-defying Philistines came back to the temple the next morning and to their dismay, guess what they saw? They found Dagon face down on the ground. Their idol was lying in front of the ark of the Lord with its head and both its hands cut off. God was demonstrating 
demonstrating his power. The Lord also struck the enemy with plagues and many died for their disrespect of the only true and living God. According to 1 Samuel 7, after seven months, the ark was taken to a place called Kerjath Jerem, where it remained for 20 years. With the passage of time, the Bible says Israel lamented for the Lord. They realized the error of their ways. They refocused their attention on what was most important. When the people led by the prophet Samuel turned their hearts back toward God and offered up acceptable sacrifices to him, then the ark, the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord was restored. Friend, the Israelites' mistake was one that many believers make every single day. They begin focusing more on other things and start making gods out of stuff while failing to nourish their relationship with the Lord. They worship money and power, the outer trappings of success and other possessions. They get off course. This is just a trap that ends in desolation, desperation, and dissatisfaction. What we learn from Israel's suffering is that we face negative repercussions when we get caught up in carnal things, forget spiritual things, and neglect to seek God. Having the Spirit of God dwelling with us is most important. When we have Him, we have everything. Right now, you might not have a job, a house, vehicle, money, good health, a solid relationship, or many avenues open to you. But have you forgotten that the source of every good and perfect gift is still with you? You may be wondering, Deanna, why hasn't God answered more of my prayers? Why am I going through? Well, it's not necessarily that you've done anything wrong. I believe that sometimes God allows us to lose and go without things to refocus us on what matters most. You see, God doesn't want our confidence to be in other people, things, and quick fixes, but in Him alone. It's so easy to say we have confidence in the Lord when all our bills are paid, when we have a clean bill of health, when we get the job, when we land the promotion, when the relationship is working out, when the business is thriving, when the ministry is growing, when our body is healed and everything seems to be all right and in order. Oh, but what about when things are all out of whack and going haywire? Perhaps you're going through a tumultuous season where things don't make sense. You can't seem to get ahead and nothing appears to be working out for you. And you feel like I take one step forward and three steps backward. You're sick of the cycle and you feel stuck. Well, if you're there right now, God is asking, will you yet trust me? Will you believe and declare that my presence is what matters most? Will you continue to love and to serve and to worship me with your whole heart? That's what he wants. He sees your brokenness. He knows you're struggling. He sees it and he loves you and he cares. But I believe you're being tested. You must realize that all we'll ever need is God. God is a restorer of visions and dreams, a healer of every ailment, a provider in times of lack, a present help in trouble, according to Psalm 46 and 1, a giver of peace and confusion, a deliverer from every stronghold, a rewarder of those who diligently seek not stuff, but him, according to Hebrews 11 and 6. He is all that and then some, even during those times when he allows you to suffer through low valleys and dark places and difficult tests, even when your pillow is wet with tears and you don't understand why God has you going in this direction. Remember who God is and treasure his presence in your life. You've got to tell him, God, if I don't have anything else, 
if I've got you, it's more than enough. Know that nothing you can ever possess is more precious than what you already possess, a relationship with Jesus Christ. To keep you focused, I want to stir up the words of David from Psalm 51 and 11 in the New International Version into your cup of inspiration. He said this, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. As you drink down the contents of your cup, make David's prayer your prayer. Let your heart's cry be for God's spirit. Lord, don't take your spirit from me. Even if I lose my job, if I lose the house, if I lose the car, if I lose a loved one, if I lose the relationship, I cannot lose your presence because I can't make it without you. I can't take it without you. I don't know what I would do without you. We need his presence above all things. And when you make God first place in your life, great things will follow. Do as Matthew 6 and 33 in the King James Version says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek God first and everything else will follow. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Give them an increased desire to seek you above everything else. Please forgive us, God, for the times when we get distracted and fail to make our relationship with you our top priority. God, without your presence, we can make it. So I pray that you would surround them right now with your anointing as they listen. Allow them to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in their car, in their house, on the job, wherever they may be. God, we thank you for your presence and we vow to seek you above all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com.